This is Making Shift Happen, and I'm your host, Jen Cates. Over the years, I've coached hundreds of clients to find their ideal self through the way they nourish their bodies and minds, and now I'm here to help pass on these same strategies to you. So let's stop the madness and get your results once and for all. Let's go. Hello, fam. Thanks for joining me for episode 97. Today, we're talking about one important tip for holiday eating. This is meant to be simple AF, and that's because sometimes all too too often we can get just overwhelmed and maybe feel like we just need one thing to focus on instead of five things to focus on. Uh, I did last season, last year, episode, I think it was 45. I will link it in the show notes. It is talking about how to handle holiday eating. So if you do want a little bit more insight that goes a little bit more in depth, please, by all means, give that link a follow and, uh, and go ahead and give that a listen and let me know what you think. But today we're just talking about one thing, one simple thing. It's not going to be easy, but it is a simple thing that you can kind of focus on this holiday season and hopefully, hopefully get through the holidays a little bit better because first things first, I'm not going to sit here and tell you to eat whatever you want. You know, sure, that advice has very good intentions to help people and help you heal your relationship and mindset around food, but it can also be damaging to some folks who are still trying to figure out what their relationship with food is and how their relationship to food is evolving, especially if maybe they're breaking the chains from how their parents have treated food and things that have kind of trickled down to them through the ages. So, you know, here's the thing. If you eat whatever you want, but then you feel guilty and you regret doing that, and then you you maybe even beat up yourself over, over it, then you're possibly setting yourself up for a dangerous slippery slope that can turn your food relationship into a into a cyclical one that includes binging and then restricting and these 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 massive extremes from one end to the other and if this sounds like you then i'm sure you're exhausted from just yo-yoing back and forth from one extreme to the other the pendulum is constantly swinging for you when it comes to your relationship with food and how food exists in your life and instead of doing that instead of you know yo-yoing back and forth and and having that pendulum just swing massively from one end to the other instead of that i want you to just focus on this one way that you can eat that can bring some semblance of balance to your life and my tip is to do this check in and slow down seriously just check in and slow down i want you to practice noticing what's going on for you around certain foods Maybe ask yourself, you know, hey, do some foods excite you and are something that you look forward to, you know, around the holiday seasons? I know for me, I always hands down look forward to my sweet potato casserole with marshmallows on top. It elicits these amazing childhood memories, uh, the way that the kitchen would smell and, and just time in the kitchen that I spent with my family. And I love 
you know, I love s'mores. I love just toasted marshmallows and things like that. So toasting marshmallows on top of a sugary sweet potato base is just amazing to me. And it's not something I have except once a year. And that for me, that's, that's my food, you know, that, and yeah, I'm, I'm kind of basic and I love pumpkin pie. I just love a slice of pumpkin pie, nothing on it, no whipped cream. I mean, unless it's like handmade, hand mixed whipped cream. I am kind of a snot with, with whipped cream, but, uh, you know, I love pumpkin pie, just one slice. It's all I need. And it makes me so happy. And it's something I look forward to. And it's not something I need all the time. But again, that's a food that is important to me. That doesn't mean that's going to be the same food that is important to you. So I want you to stop and think and, and hell, even pause this episode right now. We're only four minutes in and I've already dropped the, the tip for you, but I want you to think about what are some foods that bring back positive memories for you and that elicit a positive response for you and aren't something that maybe you quote unquote feel like you lose control around, uh, you know, kind of like chips and salsa at, at certain restaurants, but think about it and think about what foods are important to you, whether it's cultural or something with memories, whatever, what everyone has a different story. Everyone has a different upbringing. And I think that's really cool. And we need to celebrate that. And, and, but that does require some reflection on figuring out what the hell it is for you. So think about it. Um, but yeah, when I say check in and slow down, I want you to, first of all, of course, think about the foods that are important to you. Think about things that elicit positive memories and are are just positive and make you feel good. And then also pause, just pause more, pause for a a moment between bites. And when I say a moment, I don't mean a minute, just pause for a deep breath, whatever you need, especially if there's maybe some heightened stressors in the family, you're you're talking about something uh, around the dinner table. I mean, whatever it is for you, it's also helpful just to pause, you know, take a breath, take a beat, maybe even set your utensils down, maybe sip some water or whatever else you're drinking before you enjoy the next bite or a sip. Take this as a moment to connect with your meal and what you truly want to do. So pause in between those bites. It doesn't have to be every single bite, but maybe every few bites. It totally is up to you. Everyone has a different pace of eating. Now I will say full disclosure, I can eat incredibly fast or I historically have eaten really, really fast. And that's just by nature of always being in a hurry when I was in college and high school and things like that. I always had things to do, meetings to go to and things like that. Um, and then of course I, through college, I waited tables and bartended and things like that. And And when you're in the restaurant industry, you know, you have to kind of slam your meals in in between, in between customers and tables and things like that. And you're hungry, you know, you've just been at school all day. Great. Now you're at work all night and, you know, thinking about homework and everything like that. And you're trying to fuel yourself and eat a meal while you're at work. And it, it can be tricky. So I used to be a pro at just eating fast and when I start to become more aware of like mindful eating and things like that, and just being mindful in general, that's when I start to count how many chews I had for each breath, each like bite of food. And I think sometimes I was averaging maybe like, <laughs> like two to five chews per bite. Like, and when I say chews, I mean just that, like how many times am I chewing this bite of food? And sometimes it was a huge ass bite of food. Like, it's kind of mind boggling now because especially if you were to eat with me now, you, you will realize how slowly I eat now. And, you know, and it's, it's taken some time for sure to get to that point, but I enjoy my food. I, I savor it. I try not to rush through it. 
Um, unless I truly am in a rush, you know, maybe between coaching classes or something like that or coaching clients, but it's fairly rare because I do try to set up my schedule to, to work in my favor. Um, but do, do try to pause just for a moment between bites, whether that's every bite, every few bites, whatever it is for you, whatever works for your pace of food, uh, and pace of eating rather, but pause for a few breaths. Most importantly, before you go up for a second serving and maybe even before you have some dessert, that's when you can really just take a moment, let your first meal digest and, you know, see how content you are with that and the decisions you made with that. Maybe you want a little bit more of that sweet potato casserole, hint, hint, uh, or, you know, you want to save some room for that pumpkin pie slice or whatever's important for you. But pause for a few breaths before you go up for that second serving and before you have some dessert, okay? Now, you know, this is when it's really great to, to check in, you know, take that moment before each meal, before each serving or before each refill to check in with yourself and just see if you, you, I emphasize the word you truly want to eat or drink whatever it is next. All right. It, just because your family or friends are eating and drinking until they're stuffed to the gills, that doesn't mean that you have to do the same. You need to do what works best for you. I really can't emphasize that word. So when you do pause for those few breaths and those few moments, check in with yourself and ask these things, you know, how do you feel? How are you feeling right now? Are you feeling pretty satisfied? Do you actually need a little bit extra time before you do have dessert later on? Or are you okay with having dessert right now with the rest of everyone? I mean, it's up to you. Don't force feed yourself. I mean, there's no real point in force feeding yourself um, unless you're, I don't know, going to go look at the holiday lights or go to the local, you know, botanical garden. I have no idea what you're going to be doing, but you know, please know you control the pace of the meal. All right. I, I understand if you're a host, obviously it's a little bit different, but that's when there needs to be some sort of boundaries established. All right. You don't have to cater to every single person's whim. And of course, I know all of you who are parents are laughing at this right now and thinking, Jen, you don't understand what it's like to have children. And you are correct. I do not. Uh, but I've seen it and I've, I've been around children during, during the holidays and yes, they can be demanding little sons of guns. Um, but this is when you can maybe even put them in control with certain things, you know, like, Hey, when, you know, <laughs> when do you want to have this? Or when do you, how are you feeling? And maybe even use these checking questions. You know, how do you feel? And if you do eat or drink more, when you decide to check in with yourself and you, and you do decide to eat or drink more, will it make you feel better or will it make you feel about the same or could it possibly be making you feel worse? So ask yourself that question next. You know what, if you do want to eat or drink a little bit more, great. How are you going to feel? How are you going to feel after that? And then how will you feel later that day? You know, if you are maybe planning for dessert later or another meal or another family meal, which I've, I've seen other folks do, a couple family meals in a day, whew, you all are you all are something else. That's, that's dedication to, to combining families. But how will you feel later that day? You know, what, maybe you were planning on doing something a little bit more active later in the day, or maybe not so active. Maybe you're going to sit and do a little, I don't know, die hard marathon. <laughs> how are you going to feel? And then last but not least, how will you feel the next day when you wake up? You know, so how do you feel now? 
And if you do drink or eat more, will it make you feel better about the same or possibly worse? How will you feel later that day? And then also, how will you feel the next day when you wake up? You know, is this going to be kind of the the needle that, that, or what is it? The term, the straw that broke the camel's back. I hate that term, but whatever. There you go. Is it going to be that thing that just pushes it a little bit too far and gets you really uncomfortable and to the point of just kind of being like, hey, I got to take a nap. I'm kind of feeling a little miserable. And if it does, that's fine. Just maybe sleep it off a little bit. And again, no guilt, right? And that's the thing here. The cool thing is there isn't a time limit on your checking in with yourself and what you decide to do, you know, going forward. And there's no right or wrong answer. You know, whether you want to continue eating or you decide to stop, this check-in makes you more aware of how you're truly feeling and what is best for you to do in the moment. The key here is to just try to pause, check in, make a decision, and do so without judgment, all right? I really want to say that again. Hopefully I'll remember it right, but the key is to pause, check in, make that decision for yourself and then do so without judgment. That's that last part is sometimes just so difficult for folks because we're so easy to, to judge. And, and I can't emphasize that that food has no morality. You know, food isn't good or bad. It just is. And I'm going to link that, uh, that link, (laughs) I'm being redundant here. Uh, I'm going to link that episode 41, food isn't good or bad in the show notes. It's a good one. Um, because I think this is something that we could all kind of learn from. And by bringing some sort of pause to your holiday meals, you really do build the practice of awareness into your holidays and, and really any type of mealtime. And this is a practice. Remember a practice is something just like yoga practice. You know, you're not, if you've ever tried yoga, you weren't like, you likely were not a pro right at, you know, the first time you stepped on a mat, right? It takes practice. And there's a reason why they call it practice. Same thing with meditation practice. You know, we don't all necessarily know how to be, be good, quote unquote, or accomplished meditators the first time we meditate or the first time we go for a mountain bike ride or the first time we do anything. We're not automatic pros at something. It takes practice. And I think being open to the idea of practicing this pausing and checking in and then building this awareness without judgment is so, so keen because this awareness without judgment is one way that you can work to build a more positive relationship with food by, by becoming more aware of what you truly, truly need and want without necessarily the influence of others around you. All right. And if you want some more personalized guidance on how to manage your relationship with food and your overall health, then yeah, tap the link in the show notes to apply to work with me. I'm happy to guide you with that. It really only takes a minute to apply. And I'd love to chat about your goals and really what you have in mind because this yo-yoing, these extremes for the pendulum swinging, I'm, I'm here to help you build a healthier relationship with food and what that looks like for you and how you can find that balance and really trying to kind of grow into your own and what looks and feels best for you and, and what that looks like and what that feels like to you, because that's going to be different 
than what that looks and feels like to me. All right. So yeah, tap that link in the show notes. I have that there for you as well as a couple of the other episodes I mentioned, but seriously, this, this time of year, use this time of year to really build that pause in and that check-in and that, that building that awareness without judgment. It, ah, I can't tell you how much power it can elicit and how great it can make you feel not even through the holidays, but even beyond. All right. But for now, enjoy the start of the holiday season. And this time, hopefully with the holiday season, you're going to have a little bit of extra pausing and a little extra checking in with yourself. All right. Have a beautiful day and a beautiful week ahead. And I will see you next week. Bye.